0: Hello and welcome back to the Causing a Racket podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Simon. Simon, episode four. We're on a roll, man. Let's 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 keep it going. Really <laughs> I, I like this. Rhythm, Just like tennis stride. is getting on a fresh roll. Yes, this uh-huh. is true. Speak, wait, speaking speaking of fresh roll, uh, tennis is finally getting the popularity that we've been, I think we've been wanting for so long. Um, and what I mean by that is. Netflix just announced they're going to do a docu-series on the ATP and WTA tours. And so for all of you Netflix and show fans out there, uh, if you've seen the formula one drive to survive show, uh, there's going to be a tennis version of that show. So I'm freaking pumped, Simon. I mean, you, you know, I watched that show once upon a time, um, Simon and I were roommates and he would walk in and see me watching Netflix and he would either approve or disapprove yeah, of whatever things. I was watching. <laughs> Shush, <man. Anyways. laughs> but yeah, so I was watching formula one and Simon would come and be like, this is a good show, Kev. I, I approve it. Yeah. How have I been saying this? Like tennis could have, should have done this sooner. I literally said this formula one show is exactly what tennis could be. And you're, and it remember, makes
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have a couple of things that they share you're going to want to focus on about 15 players each, right? You're not going to want to be showing, you know, every single player in the top hundred, just like you're not going to show on every single driver, right? Mm -hmm. You travel week to week in various locales. So it's kind of like a little bit of a reset tournament to tournament. You get the majors in there, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of have a similar traveling circus type deal. And, you know, it's each person is an individual. It's not like, and the beauty of Formula One is it's not like a hard hard knocks where it's one team and all the players on there. It's one player is that team, or in this case, the player is the entity. So I think they kind of have that lined up. I think it's a great idea. Everybody's been hot to trot to get one of those things since Formula One had such huge success with it. Mm -hmm. I think tennis being a mostly European and other parts of the world sport, it's going to do wonders for it in the U.S., kind of similar to how it did for Formula One.
0: Oh, for sure. I so my this is my prediction. This is kind of what I want to get into. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the actual Formula One show. You can go watch that on your own time. But in terms of you know who will be on the show and who you think will drive the ratings, this is what I want to get into. Is so. <laughs> I already know. And sorry, you know I'm a, you know I'm a Berettini homer. <laughs> He's definitely gonna be on the show, and I feel like all viewers are going to see this guy and like instagram's followers are going to shoot up through the roof everyone just wants to follow the cool laid-back italian guy verrettini right like i just feel like he's going to be that like daniel ricardo for formula one was right where it's just like oh this good looking i think Ricciardo is a little uptight that's true i mean yeah, Ricciardo but I to, also, you're right good Ricciardo also fires off right yeah and then i feel like we're gonna yeah. get you know my my least favorite guy, Chapo, is probably going to be on this damn show, uh-huh. and then I think they're going to cater to the Americans, obviously, because that's going to be the bigger audience, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, we're going to have freaking what? Fritz is going to be on there, probably Tommy Paul. Like, you yeah, got to have yeah. both of those guys. So I mean, me personally, I would love the top like twelve guys, their coaches, like their trainers, like I, I, that was that's who I would want to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I what do you, what do you think? I mean, obviously, Medvedev's going to be on there because he's just he, he's, he's going to say gonna be outrageous things. Than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be, well,
0: you're going to have to censor that
1: guy. Um, (laughs) Like, Kirios will be on there. there? Yeah. I think so. But it's whoever. So keep in mind, whoever owns the documentary, right? Because Formula One paid to have the documentary made the first time around. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if the ATP is paying for it, but whoever's paying for it is probably going to want to be careful in the edit they give the players, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to give a really popular top player a bad edit. So you're not going to be on there seeing like a Medvedev getting a bad edit where he says something and they leave it in there. You know, they're going to be doing something to like make it interesting and a little dramatic, but the players are your selling point. You're not going to want to make them out to be, you know, whatever they are. I think you're probably going to see about eight or nine guys really get focused. I would guess probably about five are in the top, you know, 10, 12. You're probably getting one inside the top 20, maybe one more inside the top 50 who's like trying to move up, that kind of thing.
0: Well, it's funny because I so they're they're beginning the filming the 2022 season so right now so I that whole oh. first episode is probably going to be dedicated to Djokovic and this dang vaccination saga right and it's just like because oh. I remember when Formula One had the COVID episode right like where the whole shutdown happened like I I, I wonder is this going to be episode one or episode two of the tennis docu series is just like where Djokovic. You know, and just his deportation and everything. I hope not because that's
1: how to lose viewers 101. People are exhausted <laughs> by this saga. Right. I'm Tired I mean, of It's like minute by minute updates. It's like, what are the updates? Either he's on a plane out of the country or he's playing the Australian Open. Until one or the other happens, all this, you know, circle jerking is just right. too much
0: for me. Right. I mean, like for, for our listeners, we don't want to spend too much more time on Djokovic. We've already brought him up in every single episode. He got deported, he's he's done. We can get more into you know how this affects his title chances because you know uh potentially he can't go to france uh as as the rumor is now and um banned for potentially three years from australia so i mean this will really shake up the goat conversation but um yeah let's let's not spend too much time on him let's 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 get to the tournament yeah right we're in australia we uh we did pretty well in our picks, Simon. So uh, you know, we did. We were r- three
1: for four. Only we I missed on the kennan Keys pick, which uh, uh, no, no, I, I take I, full
0: responsibility. No, for. I picked I picked Kennen too, so I'm I'm in I'm in that boat with you. Yeah, uh, but you're the you're
1: the five set stud right now. The five set phenom sets addict over here. You took Cressy who won in five. Not to mention Sue I did Rukwan, take who pulled it out in five. I did take one.
0: sets. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Oh. Fantastic brushing my shoulder off right now mm-hmm. well, the the
1: Ron and kanu pick was too easy you took the hard ones right? well that you was, was three sets that
0: there. was wait look do you see that it was what was that bagel in the first set and then it yeah just back and i mean i, I did
1: you just gotta assume it's you know somebody the, was smoking yeah, her, something
0: i feel like she's i mean she's like other players where i think as you're playing better and you start pulling off some big wins like the momentum's going to roll, right? So I, I, I kind of want to see how she's going to do do in the next two rounds. Um, but she's she's not my pick. She's point, not my yeah. she's not my pick right now. Um, but let's no, let's, I wouldn't say right. Let's get to the women's draw. Let's get let's let's do it. Let's let's talk about it. I mean, Barty's looking good. She's rolling. <sighs> um, looking
1: really good. She's probably got to be the tournament favorite night right now. Right? I would imagine
0: uh, Coco Golf early exit. Um, Layla Fernandez getting rounded. And for those who don't know what the word round or phrase rounded means, it means. You lose first round of singles and doubles, so that was a surprise. Lululemon not having a good first time showing. I
1: can't imagine that they're too pleased. Um, you, you know, I just yeah. look that that was just disappointing. I'm not really sure what's happening here, but uh, that shouldn't be the type of match. Like, look, no disrespect to Madison English, right? Home home court advantage and everything, just decent player, but it's really not the type of player. That should be just, you know, working uh, someone of Layla Fernandez's caliber. I'm, I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Maybe US Open hangover. I, I just, I don't
0: know. That was yeah, I mean,
1: disappointing.
0: Same thing. We, some, maybe some personal stuff. We don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I think we should <laughs> maybe do some more research on that. But yeah, I mean, you can, you can have a bad tournament. Like you're, you're human, right? Um, I think, I think there was just, mm-hmm. There's a lot more expectation level going into this tournament just because she did final at the U.S. Open, so. um. I think so, too.
1: And, you know, but, you know, about Barty's quarter, man, she's got to play Camilla Georgie, not always the easiest player to play because she's, you know, up and down. Mm -hmm. Now, in the other half, her likely opponents are Naomi Osaka, Belinda Benchik, or Amanda Anisimova. Like, none of those are easy fourth-round opponents. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Osaka's worst-case scenario but i think you're right i think whoever wins that match in the fourth round is going to
0: go deep right yeah i mean that top half in my opinion is like just looking stacked i mean like you got anisimova benchich that's a big second round um barty and georgie that's a, that's going to be a, a big hitting affair um you got osaka yeah i i mean that's top half looking top, quarter. top halfs looking tough yeah and then the bottom half and I mean, i'll tell you what yeah, bottom half is. I was about to say, I'll tell you what. The bottom half is not looking nearly as tough. I mean, if you look at it like, I mean, most of the seeds survived the first round. So, I mean, you know that that. I guess we shouldn't be too critical of the bottom half, but I just, I just get this, I get this feeling like the second, the bottom half is just going to start teeter tottering. You know, like I, I just, I, I think.
1: I, I'll put it to you this way, Kevin. If, if for those of our listeners who are a little more casual, right. One of these three people is going to be in the quarterfinals. Annette Contevet, Elise Mertens, or Elena Rybakina. One of those three is most likely going to make the quarterfinals. Most people are going to say, who? That should tell you right there how the bottom half of the draw is playing out. Just not that tough. I personally like Radakanu's draw as long as she can beat Halep uh she have to play Muguruza but that's about the only tough player she has I mean you go to the very bottom of the draw and it's just
0: empty I, I mean think it's about pretty it. much Sabalinka, Sabalinka, yeah she's got the highest seated the high or I should say seated the highest ranked person she can play is Vondrousova right the, the 31st seed that otherwise there she doesn't face another seated player till the quarters which is yeah. like this is we talked about this last episode the kick walk just turned into a freaking parade and a party. Like you, you better get there. She can't,
1: yeah. If she can't capitalize on at least the quarterfinals here, something's going very, very wrong though. I do think she could be facing Iga Swiatek in there who i really like the way she's playing right now. Just, just, you know, shape it up well in the draw
0: mm, for sure. All right, well, let's pivot. Let's get, let's get to the men's side. Okay. Hit me with it.
1: Uh, well, I'm sure you have something you can hit me with, but I'm talking to <laughs> tennis here. Stop stop you,
0: you, you gosh man you you really flirt with <laughs> the, the line like you're you're dancing over the line sometimes <laughs> i, I mean...
1: believe the line kevin is flirting with disaster
0: all right well let's let's talk about our favorite guy My molly big, hatchet just big there. big win over cam nori uh you called that I'm pretty sure I I I had my a little bit of doubts. I mean, I, I'm a quarter fan. Don't get me wrong.
1: Um, that was a crushing win. If you right. watch that match, Nori looked out of sorts from the beginning. Quarter was completely in control. Well, do you know what it he was? He barely managed to make it
0: close. We talked about this with Cam Nori's game. I mean, he's like the ultimate counterpuncher, right? He neutralizes so well with that you know high loop beforehand. Um, but I think the biggest thing I saw from Quarter in that match was he was willing to take that back in early, right? And it was not yeah. giving Nori time to get back into the court, right? I, I just thought that was huge. That, that specific pattern I was watching, I was like, man, this, this is really making a difference in the match, so. I think you're absolutely right,
1: especially for someone like Nori, who continues to loop the forehand to give himself time and play behind the baseline. Mm-hmm. Taking that ball early is going to cut off his time. Corda's in a, in a battle right now with Quarantine Moutain. I think that's an interesting match because – Quarantine Moutet is exactly the type of player you need to consistently beat if you want to be in the top 25. So if Corda is going to beat the guy, you see him get into the third round, start to make those strides. If he can't, he's still got a little bit of ways to go.
0: Right. So for our listeners out there, you know, we're you know recording this, you know, at the night of, of the second round. So these matches are live. So, you know, by the time we post this, there will be these matches will be finished. So just just keep your uh Keep your opinions to yourself for now, I guess. Well, that's all we
1: can go for with it. I'll tell you what I do like, Kevin. Uh, I like that Riley Opelka has made the third round. I think that oh, this is God. a good tournament for him, a good surface for him. soonwoo Kwan, uh, and Denis Shapovalov. Are, are we really going to switch
0: sides movie. on Riley Opelka, though? I mean, we just like – I.
1: sorry. He's oh, one I, of the guys I –
0: I just, I, I harp on the guy, like, nonstop. So, I, I'm just... I,
1: I think so, too, but I do think it's a good result for him. Third round is good with the potential to get to fourth. For him, that's a good result. Mm-hmm. Especially because we expect him to lose. We expect him to lose these kind of matches in the second
0: would be the funniest matchup, is if, if Chapo gets to the second round match, Opalco versus Chapo would just be like... That's what I'm hoping, yeah. ...hater squad match from Kevin Griffin. I would probably just oh. sit there and just talk so much... Crap about both
1: gallons of, of haterade would be being <laughs> yes. drunk, hater and sure. tequila. You would have, I would be
0: like, on. I would be like John McEnroe when he was commentating that uh 2020 US Open Final between TM and Zverev, and he just could not stop talking smack. It was hilarious, dude. You'd be like Martina Navratilova in every single <laughs> match
1: she commentates.
0: That's why she's not commenting anymore. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's keep Much the love, same. Martina,
0: I was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep our same rhythm as last time. Uh, what'd you call it? Two for two or doubles? You know, you, you, yep, I pick two for it... you and you pick two for me, two matches, two picks. Exactly. Yes. Two for
1: two, double play, uh, double back, whatever it's you want to call play. it. Here.
0: Yeah. Come on, man. We got to come up with a better tennis phrase for that. Just like, doubles, I guess. We'll in, just call it dive, doubles. Yeah. Dive into your puns, dude. I don't have them for that. We're just calling it doubles. All right, fine, fine.
1: Mixed doubles. Oh, mixed doubles.
0: Because you yeah. picked two men's, I picked two women's. Oh, actually, you know what? I like that. You know what? Sorry, we the expl- it required an explanation, which is I know. Kind of, uh, for those of you who, who right. can't see Kevin's <laughs> facial expression, he was teeing up. He was ready to uh, head, go to town. Yeah, on my my eyebrows were just flowing so far yeah. back in my head. Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry. All right, uh, you let's let's do. Let's do you first. We'll do we'll do the women's side. Okay. We've got German Mertens, Elise Mertens, the German versus the Romanian. The Bague. Bague, yeah, yeah, good call.
1: Uh, also, Mertens is Belgian, so I'm oh, Belgium, sorry, sorry, Elise Mertens, or your mom, <laughs> if you're out there listening. Sorry, I'm looking um, at the
0: flags. I got to do better with these flags. I'm sorry. This is.
1: I, I give you that; those are very close. Watch Shame me get with, ripped. Like, Watch France. me get
0: ripped. Someone's gonna text you and be like, "How dare you!" <laughs> In Germany, for Belgium, how dare you? How dare you?
1: I would. I mean, I was thinking it too. I thought, geez, that tequila bottle's getting uh, emptier and emptier in Kevin's desk here. So sober podcast, Simon. Sober podcast. Okay. For the record, here I like Elise Mertens. Minus two thirty is a little bit rich for I think a lot of other people's taste, but I would be willing to take Elise Mertens anything better than minus three fifty here. I think she's got absolutely the game for it she's rarely the player to lose in the second round but you doesn't do anything to make anybody really uncomfortable i think as far as the women's matches go there's a lot of long odds in these like middle rounds and i think as far as odds that are close that's a good matchup but you know kevin speaking of uh, a good matchup here what do you think about two f- players who just they get your blood boiling maybe to certain areas fritz versus Tiafo. what do you like here the All-American matchup.
0: Fritz versus Tiafo. All right. Um, two guys that I'm not entirely huge fans of. Um, uh, I'm going to go Good. with Fritz. I'm going to go with Fritz. So so Tiafo is, you know, just got his first win of 2022. This is his third tournament of the year. Um, Fritz, you know, played well at ATP Cup. Um, you know, he's seeded. He leads their head-to-head. I, I'm, I'm going to go Fritz on this one. But it will be so a very... He- I think it will be a little petty and contentious. I know these two have a little bit of beef and they I mean they Do they, they have some beef? Well, their rivalry goes all the way back to to juniors. I remember when uh they played at Indian Wells. I think that was their first match. Uh yeah, Tiafo, I think Tiafo won that match and then Fritz has won the last two between them. Yeah, 2016.
1: Ooh, a little
0: bit of that. Tiafo beat Fritz uh in three sets and yeah, I re- I remember that match because the the handshake at the net was so awkward afterwards so
1: well i i think fritz does have a bit of a you know i i have that story from an unnamed source uh about the time he was fritz was playing in the orange bowl and his dad comes in and says you know dude what are you doing into the bathroom right this person was in the bathroom doing who knows what um and he says hey they're gonna default you like you're late what are you doing let's go he's like dude they're not gonna default me like i'm the number one player then come on now you know and i think that kind of maybe he's needed to kind of get past that attitude right of come on i'm taylor fritz i'm the number one player here you know it's got it's never going to be easy on the atp tour and you need to continue to fight for it and i think tiafa realized that too he had a good stretch and then he started to do i don't know the whatever he was doing over there the I don't have an analogy for something with Maryland because that's where he's from. But whatever it was, Maryland <laughs> meltdown. How's that one? He started the Maryland meltdown It just it wasn't there. Yeah, but he's, he he's finally a- had to get in shape and fight back.
0: He's like a hero over there, man. Like I mean, like the, I mean, the guy's story is great. Don't get me wrong; I'm a huge fan of him in terms of his story and how he's gotten here. I just, oh, it, it just goes back to what we talk about. Like the expectation level is just so high for this guy, and he just doesn't meet it. And it's like 2022 is already. 2021, I think it was his best season so far, in terms of maybe not in terms of peak results. I mean, he did quarter at Australia and was at um, mm-hmm. 18 or 19, but I think just in terms of consistency, 2021 was his was his best year. But then look at so we're, let already, me ask you this, we're starting 22 a, and he's already just disappointing. It's just it's like frustrating. What about on
1: the two to one odds? Do you think, given that you're getting about two to one odds for Tiafa, that he's worth an underdog
0: pick, or you still really like Fritz? <sighs> I, if you're going to bet, I mean, just don't go a huge bet on Tiafo. I, I I like Fritz, but like, I, it's, it's a worthy bet. That's a tough point. one. If, that's a it, tough it, one to bet. If, if you're willing to throw like some money, I wouldn't throw a lot. I mean, like he, it's not, I'm not saying it's impossible. Like, you know, the guy's pulled some big upsets. Yeah, but that's, a, that's a
1: poor endorsement. We're going to say, stay away from Tiafoe. <laughs> okay. All right. All, All right. right. Hit me with the next one here, Kevin. All
0: right. Well, back to who we were just talking about. Miss um, Sabalenka, she's playing. Wong in the second round. Give me your take. Uh, I'll tell you what. I
1: like the way Shen Yu Wong's playing. Young Chinese player, 20 years old, tall, moves pretty well, big hitter, right? Had a great first round matchup. I'll tell you what. I like Sabalenka, right? She, I do cool. think she's
0: really good. Wong B and Lee, right? Yeah.
1: We will yep. mention uh, that. Yep. And you know how I feel about Ann Lee. I was just hoping you wouldn't bring it up because you're making me relive the fact that I was like, damn, <laughs> no, I, like no, no. I want not going to be given. Advantage. I
0: want to give our listeners a chance to, you know, hear how well you know the draw, you know? Like, that's just what you That's true. For. We she, just stay up late at night Anne reading Anne. draws and just memorizing <laughs> players' names. <laughs> And, and you got to know some of these. And
1: actually, I remember that because I saw that and I thought, yeah, minus 325 for Ann Lee is too much in this round. I didn't want to touch it, but I'm also thought she was going to win. I, I, so there you go. Shin Yu Wong was about plus 285 in the first round. So she's plus 360 here against Sabalenka. Do I think she's going to win this match? I don't know. But what these odds are telling you is, hey, if we run this match, you know, three times, do you think she's going to win once? I think so. I mean, that's, I certainly believe that. So I would say plus 360 given Sabalenka's inconsistency and Wong's ascendancy. I'm taking Shinju Wong plus 360 underdog back. Go light, folks. Don't be uh, throwing a second mortgage down here on Bavana. And speaking of which, Kevin, we've got a real wow, firecracker okay. pop-up next for you.
0: I had to laugh at the mortgage comment, but yeah, go
1: on. <laughs> go on. You never know, man. Degeneracy <laughs> is that if you have a problem, you can call those hotlines you can go on the internet for. Now, look here's one for and you, you i'd say <laughs> how much would you like to bet sir now look here's one for you kevin it's popcorn match i don't know that the odds are very good it's minus 725 for the favorite plus 500 for the dog that would be uh medvedev versus curios
0: god yeah so it's funny like this is the match that you go look at the betting lines to really understand who's actually gonna win but the media is gonna play this off like it's a totally different match, right? Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Before we even get into it, I'm picking Mavudev, obviously. So yeah, he's he, I hard hard not to pick the guy to win this match. But I already know what the media's gonna try and do to spin this. Curio somehow leads their head to head two to zero. But the last time they played was 2019 in DC, and this was. Basically the beginning of the Mevedev rise, right? Like yep, yep. he made, he final in Washington, he he won Cincinnati, right? Then he finals at the US Open and loses to Nadal. Like that was the peak of the summer for him. Like 2019 he came on the map. Um obviously he was on the map for different reasons that we can talk about. But he <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh got ejected out of a challenger match for being racist, but anyways, now he in 2019 <laughs> he ascends to his to his, you know, his peak. And and so, yeah, Kyrgios has not seen this guy or even played this guy in what? Two and a half, two years, almost two and a half years. And Kyrgios
1: has has been doing God knows what in the offseason. And Medvedev has just been grinding.
0: I watched the Kyrgios first round, he played Liam Brody. So, no, granted, Liam Brody had a great qualifying round to get into the main draw. But reminder, Liam Brody is 128 in the world. Like, the fact that Kyrgios beat him in three sets and each set was determined by a break, it's like, Really, man. Like, I, you know, if you're gonna beat Mevadev, I would expect that match to be going like one, two, and th- like one or something. You know, like, like, like a little bit. Uh, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Here's another question for you. Given that Curios is plus five hundred, they're, they're they're saying if they played this match five times, he wins once, right? Do you think? Would you lay any money on him, or are you just staying away from Nick Curios? I would do
0: a live bet on Curios if he wins, like two. Uh, I don't want to say wins the first set because I, I mean I could see him winning the first set and still losing the match. Uh, yeah,
1: that's why I'm saying I don't. But I, to say, I don't want to say like, win, I don't want to say like
0: I don't want to say win the first two sets because by that time it's it's almost pretty much done at that point. I, curious and uh, can you see curious beating this guy in five sets? I, I I think Medvedev's mentally tougher. Like I just think the longer the match, so the too, more in favor it is for Medvedev. Right? Yeah. Like if curious is going to agree, do, I, agree. I, I think if curious is going to do this, he has to do it in like three sets. Like almost. Straight. I think you're yeah. going with it,
1: dude. I like that you're running with the with the heavy favorites here. And if they win, people are going to be out there saying that Kevin Griffin dude well, just he's get- got something hanging down well, to the ground.
0: Here. We just talked about this guy. He doesn't play enough matches, and this this he is nepotism. He just won a freaking major, and it's like there's no way Curios. For all, as as talented as he is, can I don't see him mustering up. I don't see so the play yeah. to beat this guy. I I just even in I, the home
1: crowd, uh, prime right. time, all that stuff. I agree with you. I don't think it's happening.
0: Right. I mean, we're probably looking. I mean, we're hope. I mean, we'd like to see maybe a rematch of the Medvedev in the final. But yeah, I, I just can't see Kyrgios and I can't see Kurio stopping that. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I think this is a tough round for us because
1: a lot of the odds are long. I think the next round. We're going to have a lot of really enticing matchups. You, we're going to be at Lowry's Prime Rib House. They're going to be bringing that meat cart around. You're going to be licking your chops.
0: I've literally never eaten there. I don't know what the heck you're talking about.
1: Exactly. If you did, <laughs> you would be licking your chops at the size of that meat cart. You'd say, Give me the Diamond Gym East. Right, Give wait, me wait, the East
0: reminder. Cart. Reminder. Last episode, you talked about Outback Steakhouse. Now you're talking about Lowry's. I mean, do you eat. We're going to do this every episode? You talk about where you well, eat? Well, I'm trying to I mean. think what I can
1: upgrade to beyond Lowry's Steakhouse. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if hey, you keep hitting these picks. We're going to have to go to Lowry's Steakhouse, and you're going to have to get the Diamond Jim Brady. Hey, I don't – we steakhouse. can't –
0: you know what? We're doing a good job. I don't want to get an inflated ego just because we're doing these pictures. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I that's do, true. I mean, we're having good insight. I think we're calling right, but I don't want to get ahead of our, ahead of ourselves. You know, that's like, true. Yeah. We have we had one good week. As I'm soon as we start bragging air. how well we're doing, we're gonna start getting like we're gonna start missing. Like I'm five in yeah, a row. we're watch. gonna get
1: tanked on. You're, you're gonna miss two heavy favorite matches. <laughs> watch this. Oh, watch God.
0: Curious God. Beef Mebedev, and everyone texts me, and they're like, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> You're gonna start getting Twitter in, hate. You were now. ripping on that guy. Do you want? like, yep.
1: Whoops. Uh, Whoops. New phone. Who this?
0: <laughs> oh, all right. So, I will, as your else, mom is texting you, <laughs> what else do we need to talk about? I mean, do we can wrap it up with? Sorry, I need to keep going back this because I didn't realize how bad the Adidas kit was for the tournament. Oh god! When I saw, the Adidas clothes I saw are Cece awful. Boss's shirt. I was like, where was this? I was sorry. We spent the whole episode talking about. Hugo Boss, Lululemon, and uh, Artango, but in New Balance, but yeah, I forgot to mention Adidas. Wow, so <laughs> wow, bad. Yeah, I, I know mean, the, the Nike a, a one's actually the clean. The, the Nike one's clean. I'll, I'll give them Nike's that. good. Yeah. It's funny because Nike for a while there, I think, was getting a little outrageous, but then yeah, Nike cleaned it up. So, um, I think
1: Nike, I'm not gonna lie, I saw the Adidas stuff, I put it on, and uh, you know, Angela's like, what the. F-? I mean it's Angela just... your Angela your
0: girlfriend, right? Yeah, we need we need to clarify that for
1: <laughs> for somebody yeah, else some... out there who thinks that they're I... Hey Angela, I see you in the back. <laughs> Anyhow, uh Kevin was just watching the outfits by himself, commentating on them, so I'll let you guys uh Sorry, think about see, that what you, you know, will. <laughs>
0: it's a part of it's a part of tennis viewership man you see the outfits you're it like really I don't need to wear that yeah so um, yeah they some of money. that stuff
1: that some of the fila stuff is ugly too i'm thinking what is
0: this oh uh, well, you know? feel is so like hit or miss yeah some I, of the I,
1: mizuno yeah. stuff was kind of ugly too i saw Sonego today and i said man they're really trying to make them look like ralph macho and the original karate kid i'm not really <laughs> sure what these clothes are doing <laughs>
0: So I was referring to senega looking doppelganger for, <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> like, yeah, like,
1: I mean, if anybody has seen the karate kid and knows who the guy is, they're instantly gonna yeah. be like, yeah,
0: Simon, ah, you're so funny. Oh my God, I had no idea anyways. but all right, Simon, that was a a good little roundup. <laughs> Let's try to this again, hopefully, maybe before. Uh... Actually, you know what we probably probably a for second week you think yeah maybe we'll see
1: yeah i would say maybe like a sunday or a saturday night or a sunday night like right before the second week we can kind of cap it off
0: see where we're going yeah yeah maybe we'll talk about try to it. hit talk it before about our the picks. finals yeah talk our picks before they go to the finals so yep all right well thank you again for joining us on the causing a racket podcast